you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Jewel sous vide, homemade pastrami, 24-hour braised short ribs, mojo marinated pork shoulder. That's just a taste of the incredible dishes you can cook with Jewel sous vide. Thanks to Jewel's precise temperature control, it's easy to make the best food you've ever tasted at home. Cooking with Jewel is hands-free. So, really? So you can do whatever you want while Jewel does the work. To get yours, visit chefsteps.com slash jewel and use the code around to get $15 off for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E, code around, jewel. Perfect food every time. The Around the NFL Podcast. Wants to party with Jalen Ramsey. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast presented by New Era. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined in a room filled with... Heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. I like the idea of Jewel coming to my kitchen and, and doing all the work. And a touch of sugar. That's how she would she would sing in the kitchen. You are always a Jewel fan, as long as Love I've Jewel. known you. You've Love been Jewel. plugged in on the Jewel situation. I no, I'm not Popular a fan. I'm not into the oh, she lived in a van. Like I think we all get that. The narrative? That was hammered into our head thoroughly, but. The overall jewel makeup, the presentation, I think the the person is it's well done. I I've had a conversation <laughs> surrounding Jewel the singer with you, I would say a dozen, maybe two dozen times over the last five or six uh, years. Maybe a dozen on this podcast. I never once has she come up in any other walk of my life. It's just well, always could, Sessler. Related. I would imagine the same could be said of Enya, and both are vastly <laughs> underrated female entities who are talented, by um, the way. Very talented. And just because we want to be fair to our sponsor, Jewel, the singer-songwriter, has nothing to do with Jewel Suvi. No, that's the hands-free uh, cooking apparatus that allows you to uh, produce pork butt or whatever in your kitchen. <laughs> Homemade pastrami. Uh, this is the Monday edition. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays of the Around the NFL podcast, and it's going to be a fun one. Uh, uh, and when you get when we get to the news, you'll understand why. Uh, very special guest dropping by. Uh, so we'll do some news, and we'll also check in with the rest of the Week 1 preseason games. We hit um, – what do we hit? 12 of them on, th- on the Friday podcast. So we got four more four more games uh, to get through, including two more um, first-round quarterbacks making their debuts. And then as we look ahead, we spin forward, gentlemen, uh, out of Week 1 toward Week 2, confidence rating. Entering a new week. Entering week two of the preseason. Oh, just entering this week. Who's our confidence? Yeah, basically we're going to pull some, you know, some stuff going around in the NFL. What's up there? What's out What's out there? What are we thinking about? What's our level of confidence? Is it going Various up or down? subplots. All right. Teams are going to be hinging on how confident we feel <laughs> about them. There's no doubt. Well, I would think, yes. Yeah, so many of the decision makers and lever pullers, as you like to call them, We'll be listening to today's show and we'll adjust their strategies accordingly based on where we stand. That's about right. Right, Greg? Did you mention the big fish coming up? I did. I said, I said right at the top, Greg. I said that we have a very Plug in, Greg. fun show uh, and a special guest in the news. Well, okay. You didn't, but you didn't, trying to get in time here. You didn't say who it was. No. I That's just, what I'm talking I, about. I teased it. Industry. Industry. Industry jargon. Won't they have like read the title of this podcast? Maybe uh, some people episode? do. Most people do. Maybe <laughs> the illiterate people in our community of listeners will be totally surprised. Yeah. Shout out to Harold. Of course, Greg assumes every <laughs> listener has eyesight. There are the there oh. is the subset of yes. uh, people without eyesight that listen. How about to the, the vision impaired show, that listen to our podcast, Greg? Answer to that. <laughs> well, I I feel bad for them because they're the only ones that don't know at this point. They do just fine. Let's do some news. <laughs> Every time I come in the kitchen, you're in the kitchen. All right, we told you, we said on Friday, we had a big name coming in. It's definitely the most famous person that's ever been on the show. Ice Cube. 
Oh, oh my goodness. Ice Cube, oh, yeah. welcome to the Around the NFL podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I think this is a moment we all expected would happen eventually, Ice Cube on the show. No doubt. <laughs> Hopefully, you know. Uh, I'll make him around. Uh, rapper, writer, actor, also the founder of the Big Three uh, Basketball League where the playoffs are starting up, and we're going to get to that uh, in a little bit. The, usually, especially when we have a musical uh, act, we like to play some of the music, but the shadowy league figures, as we call them, recently came down on us and said we can't play Wright's music. Uh, so we asked, we have a library that plays music that sounds like certain artists. This is what came up when we typed in Ice Cube. Let's listen. That's definitely not my music. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's, all right. That's, that's pretty, like, that's Ice Cube breaking into a house in <laughs> 78. Definitely has some 70s yeah, feel to it. It's like, like tight groove. Lindsay, yeah. is that what it says on the computer? Ice Cube breaking into a house in 1978? <laughs> no, it says no. in the style of Ice Cube. Oh, Please, okay. Please the correct style. the title. Uh, Ice Cube Muzak. We got a couple of them, though. <laughs> All right, good. Well, our library is not always accurate. But, uh, yeah, so it'd be fun with Ice Cube here to do some news and have him sit in on the news. And then we'll get to, of course, your beloved Raiders. Yes. Uh, so let's do some news. What else is in the news but the beloved Raiders? <laughs> nothing it's nothing important. It does yes. feel like the Raiders are driving the news in the soft season. Let's start, though, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the Raiders' uh, big AFC, you know, they have to get past teams like the Jaguars if they're going to be taken seriously. The Jags, though, are dealing with their own stuff right now. Uh, they have banned Jalen Ramsey, their star cornerback, and defensive end Dante Fowler one week for violating team rules and conduct unbecoming of a Jaguars football player. The team announced this on Sunday. I've never heard of this. Right. This is weird, right? <laughs> what happened? Under what the suspension, neither player will be available to practice this week or to play in the Jags' next game against the Vikings on Saturday. Wow, I can't play in a preseason game. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What 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 did they do? Okay, so Dante Fowler got into a fight throughout practice with his teammate Yannick Ngakwe, who's not like an offensive lineman that he's going against. It's a guy in his own position group, and they kept getting into fights throughout the day. Uh, the Associated uh, Press said they got into a fight even when they were leaving practice. And then the weird part of the story is Jalen Ramsey – supposedly had a meeting kind of with reporters. Ian Rappaport, our guy, reported this, an off-the-record meeting where he more or less threatened the reporters not to report on what had happened throughout <laughs> the day. And someone had a video of it. It's an open practice. You have to re report that. I would that. just ask this. I mean, like, it, it's the, 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 the cause and effect, the effect is they're fighting in right. their positional they're fighting. Why, why do men fight? Why would men be getting into fights? And mm. I don't want to you know, presuppose anything, but it just seems like there's more to this story and we don't have... Are you hinting seven at a potential something in between them like that's causing a battle? I... What's your theory? Like this, this is a story as old as time. So. I, I mean, you know, it's either a woman or it's, it's, it's some gambling involved. You know, mm. a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, betting a little bit, man. You know, you owe me. Or, you know, I want that position that bad. And we're probably mm. this close in athletic ability. Mm. Somebody's probably using their mouth to get an edge. And somebody mm. is tired of that mouth. <laughs> that, that, that sounds about out. right because Ngakwe is a third-round pick who's turned into a star, whereas go. Dante Fowler was the number three overall pick in the draft, been mm. kind of a bust, and he's mm. the guy who's starting fights ah, with everyone. And ah, the, now we're getting to the bottom <laughs> of the And to Cube's original point, the idea of, oh, what kind of penalty is a suspension in the middle of the summer in a preseason game? Like, I'm trying to think, like, in your NWA days, wouldn't it be great <laughs> if you got to, like, oh, you're suspended, you got to miss the show in Wichita. You know, like, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, dudes miss shows without being suspended. So I don't know if that would have did it, but but yeah, you know, you're not really, you know, putting your foot down. It's actually it sounds worse than what you're really doing. Yeah. You right. know, I mean, having to, you know, take your star guys and discipline them. You know, it's pretty kind of like what's going on over there. Oh, yeah. But but. Little fights happen. You know, I can see it's lingering and went too far. Uh, the guy, uh, Ramses. Rams, Ramsey was the one Ramsey, who kind of threatened the media. Yeah, he was trying to protect his team. Yes. Right. He might have went overboard, went too far. Does he really need to be suspended? Is it that bad? Have you seen it? 
No, I, I don't understand why Much he was suspended. He sent so, some tweets out, but it seems very strange that he it's was It's 100 suspended. degrees with 98% humidity in Jacksonville this oh time God. of year. You no. get a week off from Let's that. Let's wait till they're suspending players week yeah. one against the Patriots. That won't be happening. And apologies to our Wichita it, listeners. So it might be. Yeah, 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 you yeah. really did. You got that. That <laughs> but, was but not right. It, it might be a thing where the team is trying to reel a guy in who's a little yes. outspoken. That seems like that's more of more of it than he tried to tell a reporter, hey, man, you know, don't, you know, this is, this is, you know, like the pen. Don't snitch. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Don't yeah. snitch. They're sending a message. Yeah. Um, uh, and other uh, training camp related shenanigans, uh, Dolphins quarterback Ryan Tannehill, not known as the most outspoken uh, man. He yelled at rookie running back Kalen Ballage. Do I got that right? I think it's Balaji. Balaji. I know Chad. B A L L A G. Ice Cube, do you know the pronunciation on that one? It's what you said, man. Yeah. Balaje. Kalen Balaje kicked him out of the huddle after the running back missed the blocking assignment that resulted in a clean sack by Charles Harris. Now, Wes, uh, this is interesting. And, and that's weak. Cube, Go Cube, you know, Ryan Tannehill, not known as the guy that's outspoken, was it like you're involved in Hollywood, obviously? It was like a Dan Marino body switch comedy, potentially, where Marino inhabited the soft-spoken Tannehill and is getting aggro with uh, rookies? Well, I, I mean, I think <laughs> Tannehill may want to have a bigger voice around that locker room. He's been there a few years, and he might want to let people know it's a new sheriff in town, so he's going to go pick on the little rookie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of, you know, yell at your number one receiver. Yell yeah. at your, you know, your, your lineman who – Got to protect your butt. So yeah, I think he also, I mean, he missed all last year with a torn up knee. Yeah. Getting hit before that. So when, when rookie running backs are not picking up free defenders coming at him, that might get in Tannehill's head right now. You got a good point. You so, call him soft-spoken, but wasn't it a few years ago with Miko Grimes yelling because Tannehill had lost control of practices and the defense was mm. trash-talking him yeah. and there was no leadership there? Maybe he's trying so he's to like – Kind of like trying. Joe Flacco in Baltimore all See, of a sudden is way You don't want to be in. trying too hard, though. Right. See, yeah. it, Ice Cube, if you're around a guy for five years and then suddenly he starts trying to like boss people around, aren't, aren't, people gonna, aren't you going to be looking at him sideways? Like That's not really who that guy is. I would – Especially if if his, if his game hasn't elevated. <laughs> right. Now, okay. If he's elevated his game right. and he's like, I'm brand new. I'm a new quarterback. But don't come in here, you know, throwing all them picks and you're about to get on everybody. You <laughs> yeah. know, Bingo. hold up, swole up. <laughs> Adam Gase, the head coach of the Dallas, for what it's worth, was all behind his QB. You can't kick a guy out of the huddle all the time. You can't shut it down all the time and have big discussions. It's a feel timing. When is the right time to say, you know what? We're not right here. We need someone else in here. He was right today to do what he did. I'm sure that rookie is feeling great about his life right now. Yes. Um, in other news, Cube, I'm interested what you think about this. We got a lot of interesting little nugs in the news to go through here because Antonio Callaway is – the um, fourth-round pick mark Correct. of the Browns. Very talented wide receiver. He fell down draft boards because of off-the-field issues. Uh, he was involved with a issue with the police where he got pulled over. Um, a trace amounts of marijuana found in the car. Um, he was not. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't facing serious criminal issues off it. But the Browns head coach Hugh Jackson apparently unhappy that he learned about it in the news before Callaway. Uh, instead of Callaway coming to him mm -hmm. as a sort of punishment, left Callaway in for much of their preseason <laughs> opener against the Browns to the point funny. where Callaway had his hands on his hips exhausted, waiting to be pulled out, left in the game. You like Hughes' move there? Yeah, he's probably scared to death out there in this whole game. He's like, I don't get no mental break from this, man. The pressure is mounting, and I'm tired. So, yeah, he'll – He'll disclose all things going on in his life to Hugh Jackson from here on. <laughs> I'm, I'm Former Raiders coach. Mark, that's true. Mark, I'm wondering if They you, should have kept him, too. Anyway, oh, you liked him. You're he did, he did pretty him. well there. He did well with they, the Raiders. They, the key is do the guys play for you, and they played hard for him. For they you. Did. They yes. did. Um, Mark, do you think this has any – do you watch Hard Knocks? Yes. All right. I, I just seen – I think it's the first episode. Yeah, the first yeah. episode yep. is Tuesday. There's a new one uh, tomorrow. Uh, do you think him coming down hard on Callaway has anything to do with how Hugh uh, might have come off in episode one is maybe too soft and he's trying to send a message not just to his own team and the rookie, but the entire country? No, no. I, I think I, Hugh Jackson is Hugh Jackson. Yeah, he he's smart. You have to protect your players from these crazy assistant 
coaches. You do because they will work them to death and they won't be, you know, good on Sunday. Hmm. So you have to keep these maniacs away from your players <laughs> where they work them to death during the week and they have nothing in, on Sunday. And that's what he was trying to do. You notice yeah. it's the contrast that the Jaguars are punishing guys by keeping them off the field right. and Hughes punishing a guy by keeping them on the field. Right. Oh. I would think guys would want to play in the preseason. I don't think Cleveland can Young have guys. too many people leave the field at this point. Let's <laughs> let's stack a few W's, please. Uh, and now let's move on finally to uh, the first preseason. We're going to go through the rest of the preseason games week one, and we'll start, of course, with the Raiders. Uh, they started their preseason with a 16-10 win over the Lions on Friday night. We didn't see much from uh, Derek Carr, the starter for the Raiders. But Connor Cook, the backup, looked really good. And in general, uh, the John Gruden era off to a nice start uh, offensively looked crisp. Your thoughts in general, we'll start here, Cube. Your thoughts in general on Gruden, 10 years, $100 million. Are you concerned as a Raiders fan that this guy was out of the game too long? Uh, Yep, of course. <laughs> you got to be concerned. You know, uh, anybody that know the game that's not concerned is just like – you know, of you know, fair weather fans, so to speak. But I think, you know, he's been out a long time. We'll see. And it's not about X's and O's because he's not been away from the game. He's actually had a bird eye view on everybody's yeah. game plan, how they practice, how you know, by being in Monday night football, he, he probably actually has, you know, a, a angle on the league that most coaches you will never get. So uh, at least for now. So he has a wealth of knowledge he can take in there. And the question is, will they play for him? You know, will they play hard for him? Will they buy what he's selling? He's real rah-rah, you know, old school with it. Um, and, you know, so I know he got $100 million and Khalil Mack can't get his money. So I, that's a problem right <laughs> yeah. there from yeah. the jump. Yeah, from the start. When of you things. when you look at the Raiders, you, two years ago it seemed like the team on the brink. They're going to start to challenge for AFC titles. You've got yes. this quarterback that looks like an MVP. Then last year happens a total polar opposite shift. As a fan, longtime fan, which team do you think is closer to representing who they really are right now? I have no idea. Hmm. To be honest, you know um, they're mysterious, huh? They are. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, you know, I knew it was clicking. They got rid of uh, Bill Musgrave. And it wasn't clicking, and who knows? It's a whole new, you know, it's a new sheriff in town. It was a Musgrave theory, yeah. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Derek Carr um, has to deal with another coordinator and different, uh, you know, um, I guess uh, what they call it terminology. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, you know, so I feel sorry for that quarterback because we don't know if they're stunting his growth in any kind of way with all this movement mm. and you know he always to me had issues you know by not bringing his feet when he throw the ball and just arming the ball down the field and somebody has to correct breakdown. that Love this. Yeah, somebody has to yeah. correct that or or he will be you know not as accurate as he needs to be you know that's just that's just somebody not correcting something I know they see on film because mm. I see it Gruden's loving loving life though. Like first play of the game when there's a penalty, he's already screaming and yelling and going wild. Like that doesn't got, that get you guys fired got, up? Got a hundred million dollars. I know he's loving life. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> Damn, what happened on that field? Yeah. Uh, finally, before uh, before we go, uh, Ice Cube, the founder of the Big Three, and if if you're not aware, it's a, a basketball league three on three featuring a lot of former NBA stars. Uh, the playoffs start August seventeenth. Um, your thoughts about the big three at this stage of the game? I know it's it's now kind year of a two. year two, and yeah. it's it, it. You think it's found it's found its footing in uh, it's in starting the landscape. to. You know, we still feel like we're still pushing the rock uphill, but we're almost over the hump. Uh, we feel like the audience is starting to grow, and and the awareness is, you know, up uh, is is uh, gaining momentum every day. So. You know, that's where you want to be, uh, you know, when you, you know, have a sport. You want it to be trending up, and we are, and so that's a great thing. We have our playoffs uh, this Friday in Dallas, uh, and we have our championship in Brooklyn a week mm. after. Mm. And, 
you know, it's set up to be, you know, a great, you know, finale to the season. Fans are excited, you know, and year one, people would come and they would watch, but they'd walk around, go to snack bar, you know, <laughs> see, you know you go talk to me on the cell phone, arguing with their woman, whatever. This year, they're in their seats. They're watching every game. They only leave when it's like in between games, come back, they're into it. So we feel like the sport is starting to gain its fan base and hold it. Pull Greg in because we were doing a little research before the show, and he found out Ricky Davis is in well, the any, league. Any yeah. league that brings Ricky Davis back <laughs> in my life, Ricky. I'm down with that. that. You got More Ricky, Ricky Davis. Yeah, you, got the no bird, you got the Birdman He's leading great. the lead in blocks. And if you're looking for something different, there, there's four-point shots in the I big like three. That. Yeah, we got four-point circles. Not since Rock and Jock have I seen that. And you played Rock and Jock back in the day, right? I don't remember playing Rock and Jock. That was like the I MTV, feel like there was some ice the cube in there shows. at some point. But maybe I'm wrong. This is better than Rock and Jack. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so the Big Three, again, playoffs start August 17th. Uh, check it out. If you want to learn about the Big Three, go to Big3.com. Uh, Ice Cube, you're the man. Thank you for stopping by our show. Oh, man, thanks for having me. It was fun talking cool. some NFL. Beautiful. Can we thanks. play out with the real Ice Cube music? Are we allowed? Are we allowed? Will you allow us to use your real music? Go for it, man. Okay, right. there we go. <laughs> go for there it. There we go. All right, Ice Cube. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, let's take a quick breather. Here is your home, an ADT home. Get ADT and help protect against break-ins, fire, and carbon monoxide for a limited time. Get ADT's lowest rate starting at just $28.99 a month from the most trusted name in home security. That's just a dollar a day. ADT is the first security company to help keep you safe at home and when you're on the go with the new ADT Go app. Not to mention ADT Go also offers a family locator, private messaging, automatic check-ins, and safe driving reports. It even includes SOS with 24-7 emergency response. My God, go to ADT.com slash podcast to take advantage of ADT's lowest rate. ADT, trusted, tested, proven with a 36-month monitoring contract. Early termination and installation fees apply. Excludes taxes and fees. Applies to traditional services only. Certain markets excluded. Licenses available at ADT.com. You know, when it comes to home security, Simone is constantly leaving this side gate. You've been to my house in LA. Yes. There's a side gate that leads Not to very the backyard. Secure. Yeah. I just leaving it open, unlocked. I so said, let's help let's help ourselves initially before we worry about a security system. Please lock all entrances mm. to home and house. Let's start right there, please. Very smart. And I hope the message gets through. And if it doesn't, ADT can help you, Thank Mark. You. To the highlight. Darnold out of the shotgun, drops the throw. Steps up in the pocket, scrambles right, throws at the front right pylon. It's caught. Dancing inside the end zone is Charles Johnson, and he's got a touchdown. And Sam Darnold does indeed have his first preseason touchdown pass as the quarterback of the New York Jets. Bob with Susan, 98.7 Jets Radio Network. Yes, Sam Darnold made his NFL debut with the Jets and threw a touchdown pass to Charles Johnson. Your boy. Mark Charles Johnson. <laughs> no but longer. That one got away, um, just like Sam Darnold. And the Jets cruised to a 17-0 win over the Falcons. Uh, this is a game in which Darnold looked really comfortable in two and a half quarters of work. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, looked very good in, in his limited time. Josh McCown barely played. Uh, but Chris Wessling, what were your takeaways from the Jets quarterback room against the Falcons? I thought Bridgewater looked like himself. You want to see him run around a little bit more and take some hits if you're interested in trading for him. But I thought he looked good. Darnold, I think he looked he looked fine. But I think in all of my years following football, the performance um, was such a departure from the reaction on Twitter that I couldn't even believe it when I watched the game film. I thought he did something spectacular or played out of his mind. He what he had seven series and one score. Predictable. Well, I feel like they. Uh, I feel like the Jets. <laughs> I don't know if they went out of their way to do this. Uh, they didn't force him into situations where he had to create on the fly. He, they, they sort of said, here, here it is, do it. And he did everything they asked. And I think the response was probably around, this was a guy that, you know, if you haven't watched Sam Darnold, the tag was, oh, he's going to probably fumble the ball twice and throw a killer pick. And he made no mistakes like that. And he checked the boxes for the Jets. And I think it's also a team and a fan base that is – dying for hope at this position and they got 
two good quarterback performances, which is very rare in New York. And so the Twitter thing probably is part of the package. But that's there. Twitter. It was an incredibly encouraging performance uh, from Sam Darnold. He looked completely at ease. He, the, yes, things got quiet in the second half, and you and you can that's worth noting. But to me, what I saw in that touchdown drive in particular uh, is why he took more first team reps today in practice and why it seems like he's a favorite for the job now, because he does not look again, the youngest quarterback in the league right now. He did not look like a guy that was over overwhelmed by the moment that drive in the two minute drill. Uh, he was excellent. Eight, eight, it should have been eight straight completions for a touchdown. Charles Johnson dropped one that should have been a touchdown. Then he threw another touchdown that got wiped out by an OPI and undaunted on third and long. He then uh, bought time and hit Johnson again for the touchdown. So he really would have had three touchdowns uh, in terms of his play. I thought it was a really encouraging, and I'm, uh, that's why the, the, I think the people, especially Jets fans on Twitter, so excited because that's exactly what you're hoping to see. He checked the. I think the plan has all been all along for him to start, just based on the, their sources that are talking to reporters. You and I are going to be eating very in the well way, in the way that they've talked about Darnold. I didn't take a lot away from the game between him and Bridgewater, not positive or negative. He hit the open receivers; they were both protected extremely well. He didn't have to make any crazy throws. They didn't move the ball too well. It was seven drives, and they only had more than one first down. On one of them, so I didn't. It wasn't like a, a celebration, but the third down, the touchdown on third and long was certainly a nice play. Him stepping up, and you just want to see more. His best work was in the red zone, and I think the thing on Darnold that they've said is the positive all along is unflappable mentally. It's not. He's not an excitable individual like when you when you see his interviews and stuff. And we shouldn't care about that at this point. But it's just sort of a dude that seems like he's pretty much never cowed by the moment. And this would have been a chance. To, to react that way, and he didn't. I thought especially with the touchdown stuff, yes, I would like to see in the next game, or if they can let him spread his wings a little bit, he threw for, what, 5.3 yards per toss? I mean, let's maybe show give him a chance to go a little vertical, uh, do a little bit more in the next opportunity. Yeah, he right, did. he didn't have a chance to show off that arm. That was why I didn't take anything, nothing negative about it, yeah, but he not, had one, not as much positive. He had one go route that he just missed that, that would have uh, changed those numbers, but Bridgewater is the other guy, 7 of 8, 85 yards, uh, they scored in both his possessions, and I'm really trying to figure out how they're going to play this now. McCown is going to be out of the equation, more or less. Uh, I just wonder if, if Bridgewater has a, a real chance at the starting job, too, or if they no. really behind the scenes are ramping up the well, trade. Well, I would, I would say, like, I would rather start, if you're gonna, unless you're going to trade Teddy Bridgewater and you want to win games, and this coaching staff needs to win games, if it's not Darnold for some reason, wouldn't you start Bridgewater over Josh McCown? I guess, but... They said everything that they need to say on Sunday and Monday in their practices. He got 10 out of 12 first-team reps, Sam Darnold did, on Sunday. He got the vast majority on Monday. So this is kind of how you do it. Sam Darnold's going to start this second-week game, and barring a total implosion, he's going to start the third game too. And Teddy Bridgewater has never been someone that they particularly care about his long-term future because – it's it's not their future unless something something wrong happens. So I think they would love Bridgewater to play as his as Darnold's backup the next two weeks and play well. And, and they're praying and, for a quarterback and get injury. a fourth or fifth round pick for him or something like that. That would be a win for them. But he, Bridgewater doesn't have any guaranteed money in that contract. It was basically a, a free like look at Bridgewater. Did you did you guys feel the one thing on the Falcon side? It was one of the most. And I don't by design. There's no Matt Ryan in there. There's no Julio Jones. And it's not it's not a not. Uh, taking anything away from the Jets, stand, But the Falcons <laughs> produced one of the most... I don't, I don't really most... care about the, uh, the final score or anything. No, so no, I'm saying the Falcons produced off. one of the most uninspiring preseason performances <laughs> I have ever seen in my entire life. Well, that was why They was... did not show up to that game. Well, that was why it was a little hard to evaluate the quarterback. There was no pass rush whatsoever, and the receivers were wide open. That's oh, fine. It's, you can it's, evaluate <laughs> their backup quarterback. They need one. Who? The, the, the Falcons. Falcons? Yes. Hey, Matt, Matt Schaub barely had any incompletions, too. If you just looked he at the He started pretty score. hot. <laughs> well, what is... I don't think they scored any points. Matt but, Schaub yeah, went he... 9 for 9 for 50, 54 yeah, yards. He averages 5 yards I mean, that should tell you everything you need to know about these games. If you're but... looking for 4 yards on 3rd and 7, Matt Schaub's your guy. 
Uh, let's move on. And <laughs> or Matt Castle. Check in uh, with the Minnesota Vikings and Denver Broncos. Oh, a shootout at the Mile High Stadium. 42-28 win for the Vikings. Everyone's going to be zoned in on the two new starting quarterbacks. And if you're a Vikings fan, you're feeling good because Kirk Cousins in limited work was four for four and uh, threw a touchdown on a slant to uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, but on the other side of the ball, Case Keenum not looking too sharp in his two-drive cameo, one of four for five yards. Uh, Mark Sessler and uh, and the other quarterbacks behind, or at least the uh, former first-round pick behind Keenum, Paxton Lynch, did not look good either. So if you're somebody that's a little nervous about the Broncos on offense, this game was not going to leave any fa- uh, fears. I, I, I really wonder if Paxton Lynch has an NFL future because here you are mining into year three, and you're seeing no growth. You're seeing regression. And that reminds me of another Broncos, ex-Broncos quarterback named Brock Osweiler. I'm very concerned there. I want to give you real quick where we are at this point in time, my five favorite NFL players. Right now? Yes. Let's hear them. Number five, and this is because his, his topical, is Chad Kelly. The Broncos ultra backup who is your favorite going player, to make starts. Your like, number five favorite player in the league he's right going now. To is make Chad starts. Kelly. Yes, he is. I made this prediction last year. I'm always a year early with these predictions. Number four, Chad Kelly. Number three and two, Chad Kelly. And my top favorite player in the NFL right now is Kelly, Chad. Do you have any concerns whatsoever that he winds up with his entire body and, and throws it every time? None whatsoever because, like clockwork, I'll fall into fascination with the wrong quarterback around he, this time of year every year. He is frisky. I, I think he's fun to watch. He Every time he drops back, he's almost like a – a video game character every single time, and there is that big windup. He's gunning. <laughs> That's like, not he, bad, is it? He's gunning he for it. He makes Byron Leftwich look like he has a quick he, release. <laughs> but he made great throws, and his college stats show that he loves to push the ball down the field. He made more plays in that one game than Paxton Lynch has made in all of his preseason games. I've, it's it's rare to see a, an NFL quarterback look as uncomfortable just kind of with what he's doing as a vocation as Paxton Lynch, and I don't think he's going to make that team. They'll either cut him or I think they'll trade him for like a, a conditional seventh. Think about pick. that. 2016 first-round pick. That's on your boy. Could be. Whom Jerry cut. Jones tried to trade up for and said he lost sleep when he didn't get him. That's unreal. And, and uh, then wound up with Dak Prescott. Uh, is this the situation, <laughs> though? And, you know, I hope Chad Kelly has a nice career, but I just had three years in this very studio hearing about another Broncos seventh-round pick that was – Apparently really good, but no one gave him the respect he deserves. Do I get three years of Chad Kelly talk in this podcast I'm, now? By the way, hashtag Team Trev. Looked, <laughs> I know. Looked pretty I know good it's in that still game, ongoing. And I'm not giving up on Trev. He <laughs> was in a tough situation. A well-publicized seventh-round pick at quarterback for Broncos. Like, John Elway can't pick first-rounders at quarterback, but he's going to nail the seventh round two out of the last four years? I don't know. Well, if, if he gets a back, if Chad Kelly looks like a decent backup quarterback, who knows? I mean, it's a little early to, to – get too carried away. But if he gets a ba- some backup oh, no, quarterbacks, isn't. that's pretty good. <laughs> I'll tell you who's in trouble. Who? Kai. Kai is Kai. Daniel Carlson, the rookie, drilled a 57-yarder. Egon! Mm. Mm. Well, and plus Kai, as we've as we've learned, it behind the scenes is not one of these guys that's there to help the young kicker. No. I mean, if you're a kicker and there's another kicker well, on we the don't team, know you know that, what your future but is. But based on inside information from someone very close to him that he'll never know who it was, uh, maybe not a type of guy that mm. is going to handle adversity too well. Just, you know, keep your ear to the ground. Sources that go beyond uh, just your typical insider. Uh, yeah, Kai might not handle this too well. Kai's Kai. NFL Kai's media Kai. kicking insider, I, Dan Hans. I do like that this this John Elway criticism, which it really you know peaked, I think, on this show throughout the offseason, it's catching. I mean, the Denver Post, which is usually kissing up to him, after this game has a headline, does John Elway stink at picking That's quarterbacks? <laughs> Case Keenum looks like a journeyman, and Paxton Lynch. It was two series. Against. He threw six. It was six, six snaps, two of which were handoffs. That Columbus has already, an eye for the game. They're already, they're already like just digging dirt on Case Wait, Keenum. Give him some a week luck. ago. The same people were saying that Case right. Keenum looked like gangbusters right, in, in camp. People, people get weird about the preseason for sure. Uh, weird. Anything else uh, from this game? Gentlemen, I, I think we always relearn in, in week one that the past month and a half means so very little. But if you are inclined to believe that the Minnesota Vikings are absolutely loaded, this game bolsters that opinion. And Dalvin Cook told Stacey Dales last week, 
It's special around here. You can feel it in the air. I'm just happy to be a part of it. And to me, it's Super Bowl or bust around that team this year. Uh-oh. Little what breaking, you got? Little breaking Greg, news here. A lot the, of pressure on you right now. The Bears and first round pick Roquan Smith have agreed to terms there on the deal. Hey. That's breaking news, baby. That's right. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, oh, thank God. And that, you know, this this was one of the most frustrating holdouts. Even if you had no connection, if you weren't a Bears fan. But imagine if you're a Bears fan, you just want this team to turn the corner, and you got the number eight overall pick. And he can't get him in the building, and now he's there. He literally That's missed big. all of training camp. They broke for training camp on Sunday to go have a joint practice. It was 28 days. So it was a long time, but they still have a while before the season starts. Can someone clarify? To Oh, what? One little bit of other breaking news. All right, Mark, don't ruin this. It's a positive day for breaking news. Dramatic pause. Vikings right guard Mike Remmers previously banged up with an ankle injury, has returned to practice. Oof. Breaking. To let the air out of the balloon there, old sizzler. <laughs> I like that. That is news. news you there. did not know that. You did not know <laughs> Didn't that. Didn't even know he was before. out of practice. You did I'm, not know this. I'm liking I mean, this trend. I want yeah. Wes to start joining in on questionably breaking news no. corner. No, and, and Wes every, has everyone... integrity. No. I always knew I had Wes with this. You don't joke around about news. Not this breaking news. This is the news. newest <laughs> item on Roto World. All right, but that doesn't make it like breaking. There's something says important. You. Says you. But back to – so that's interesting <laughs> for the, the guard situation in Minnesota. But uh, he missed all of training camp, uh, Smith, and now he's there. That's great. I'm always confused Good. when they say like, okay, they broke for training yes, camp. Yes, me but, too. I don't but get But then that. there's the next three weeks, which I understand. They were in one place that was not Chicago, and now they're going to a different place. The media – there's different media rules, for instance, of how much you can watch practice and whether fans are there. That is the difference. But ultimately, what's the difference? They're still just practicing I, every day. Can I make my personal judgment on it? Sure. It's still training camp. Training camp is continuing. I think training camp is like this. until preseason's over. I agree with but you. But is this September. where you're not fans? Well, they're not in Bourbonnais, Illinois Thank anymore. God. Well, also, we're not watching like fleets of <laughs> NFL Network people in their NFL Network garb and shorts. We don't have to watch a bunch of male NFL Network talent in shorts like for the next three weeks. So thigh. it is a distinct break, and I appreciate it. Bourbon A. Mayor, you know, Denise uh, McVeigh just uh, crashed her car into the side of the road. After yeah, like she's listening that. to this show. She's got enough issues on her hand in Bourbon A. Whoa, Bourbon A taking shots in a big spot. If Aaron Donald can miss all of camp and the first game and still wins Defensive Player of the Year award, I would think Roquan Smith can miss camp and still win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. So, all right, that's uh, thus ends. August 13th as well. I mean, he's, yeah. got, he's got three weeks. The here. biggest offset drama uh, since, what, Joey Bosa? Well, since Ooh. Sam Darnold deciding that he needed to, you know, right. get all caught up with this going hiking that, thing. But that was like. <laughs> that was two days. <laughs> that was two days. <laughs> all right. Like, well. uh, Joey Bosa, that was legitimately ugly. Remember, there were statements being oh, released yeah. by both sides. This one was the in Chargers, that realm. That might have cost the Chargers a playoff spot. Because mm. they basically didn't have the real Bosa for three or four weeks. They missed it by one game, and he was a, a house on fire. But didn't Bo Jackson have to re-enter the draft? Didn't he sit out the entire season? <laughs> well, the we'll Bucks, discuss He didn't want to play for the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks took that. him, right? Yeah. And then, then the Raiders took him. <laughs> totally different scenario because we're talking more like the offset stuff. Lengthier holdout. <laughs> a lengthier holdout. I want to hear more about Bourbon A and what, what went wrong. Don't get me started on that place. <laughs> I know, uh, I know where it's coming from. Really? Do you want to share? Too many morning shifts where he's just watching people at Bourbon A on our air. I feel like he. Okay. He it's no, that's it. that. Yeah, that was that um, amplified it. That is not the court. <laughs> okay. okay. Is it the way it's pronounced? That amplified. Are you going to tease? <laughs> is this? Will we eventually learn on this podcast? Will we learn when the mics are off, or will we just never know? What I'll it's have all to about? assess. I mean, okay. it's it's sensitive. Interesting. Not towards me. Towards Bourbon A. Wow. Saucy. All right, moving on. One more game <laughs> to talk about. Uh, yes, those Los Angeles Chargers and the Arizona Cardinals. And, yes, another rookie debut, Josh Rosen uh, for the Cardinals. Uh, and he also, Greg, showed some signs why he's a dude to be reckoned with. I Even though he didn't get much attention because the box score wasn't great and he was under pressure the whole time, he made about three throws in this game that – just got you excited to be watching some Josh Rosen 
uh, action during the season. Boy, what a great throw right here. This is like eating spicy beef jerky on your porch of your beach house. Throwing the ball like that. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, Rod Wolfley, he's back. Wolfley's in mid-season form. Can Did I hear that, that one more time? Work? Yeah, it was a great out route to uh, to your boy Tate. Uh, or no, not Greg no, it was, Little. It was right? Greg, Greg Little, 29-year-old one, one more time. What a great throw right here. This is like eating spicy beef jerky on your porch of your beach house. Throwing the ball like that. What does that mean? Is that, I don't is think that simile works? Are we suggesting no, something high echelon? I think beef jerky I think it's on a saying, deck? I think it's saying it's it's perfect, and I'm with him. Nothing better than eating a little spicy beef jerky. I'm with you, Ron Wolfley. And then he thought for a second. That means it was a great throw eating the beef jerky, but it's not even good enough. I want to be eating it on my porch, and not Your just any house. old porch. My beach house. That's like three levels up how good that is. He did keep adding to the scenario, which I appreciate. So it's just like, it's the good life. It was a good throw. That throw is like the good life. It was a good throw. Okay. Uh, Meaty, meaty, mighty, moe. Pick a fat guy moving slow. (laughs) What was that from? I have no idea. Same game. So, well, I mean, he is, he's been sitting all offseason uh, yeah. dialing these things up in the mind. Someone, al- someone also shot me a tweet. Uh, he said something in the opening seconds of the telecast. Some guys go out there, David, they play like a bloated circle, and other guys play like a pointy triangle. And I think Jeremy Cash is a pointy triangle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> is he leaning into this a little bit? I, I think, think he knows that going a little psychedelic with the thoughts um, has gotten him some Twitter pop, but I think that's who he is a little I, bit too. I just think I think he's not planning these out. In fact, I think this is coming from in, this is just who he is. What was the one last year? Wasn't he talking about making sun a snow lit, moonlit night on a sun like making a snow angel or something? Yeah, I think it, yeah. did it win or did it came? It came I think close it was the number winning. one. Yeah. yeah, I think it won. Um, if not, maybe the Super it did. Bowl. No, it won. Rosen, yeah, it did. There you go. I was gonna say Rosen had to have been having UCLA flashbacks though because they protected him so poorly so that's why the couple plays that he made he had to evade pressure uh and they did announce on monday i found interesting they're going to give him more first team reps in the next preseason game sam bradford will start but rosen will get more with the starters it's it's funny that's because something you do if you're not like a hundred percent sure exactly how the, this is going to go it is interesting that i think it's been under the radar, but they're trying to get Rosen as prepared as possible, and they might use him earlier than people It's think. funny how disparate the opinions were of this game and Josh Rosen because Kent Summers from the Arizona Republic saying that he came out not looking like the most NFL-ready quarterback was rather critical of him. But watching there were free rushers every Well, every right. Play. Watching, watching his throws, number one, I thought he made, a, he made a couple beautiful throws. But, Wes, you wrote a story on August 6th titled, and it was a little throwaway news piece, called Cardinals Lose Veteran Center A.Q. Shipley to Torn ACL. Suddenly, you've got to potentially put Mason Cole, your third rounder, in there uh, to start. And it was Daniel Munyer that I thought totally <laughs> left Josh Rosen out to dry with some terrible snaps, which we which didn't seem to be brought up at times with some of this. I don't think the shotgun snap is Daniel Munyer's forte. <laughs> He's working on it. <laughs> Good to see David Johnson back. Only two runs, and they both look strong and it's like, okay, put him away until the season a, starts. Sam Bradford, who didn't do any running in his uh, the conditioning at the beginning of training camp, and he basically handed the ball off uh, except for one throw in this game. I mean, they are like really announcing that they are going to treat this man with you know kid gloves with the bubble wrap, and I get that. But when the game starts, there is going to be no restrictions on what people can do to Sam Bradford. And Dom Kinsu told us that a couple of weeks ago. I just I, – I remain as – even if he's healthy and he's, you know, right now maybe in line to be the starter, uh, there's nothing that we're seeing or anything that's going to lead – should lead anyone to believe that this isn't going to end with Rosen playing a lot because Bradford's body isn't built for the game. We shall see. Can't disagree. I can see Ron Wolfley, by the way, being good friends with Bill Walton and going to like a ton of Grateful Dead shows together. <laughs> All right. Like, meaty, mighty, mo, pick a fat guy, move it slow. One other thing Hundreds. from this game. Jason Brett didn't play for the Chargers last year, and they still had a top 10 defense. They look even faster this year with those three rookies. I, I really like the, the Chargers defense. I know Dan doesn't like – um, compliments directed toward mm. the Chargers, but uh, I still like That's this true. team. No, I, you're right. Derwin, I like the positivity. Derwin James is, I think they're very excited about. This is year two of Gus Bradley's system, and they, I think they have the best pass rush duo in the league, 
and they have a very deep secondary. I mean, that's about that's exactly what you're looking mm-hmm. for. You just the need the, the Chargers DNA that it's, that has that we are tired of at this point. I think their fans obviously are. Is this we cannot close out games, and no matter even if we brought you know a a 23 year old made in a lab like version of uh, Sebastian Janikowski, we would still <laughs> somehow lose four kick four games well, on even, a last second kick every season. To that point, like even what you were saying earlier, Greg, because you're a Chargers stand too. It's like. Well, if only Joey Bosa came back one week earlier, it's like, listen, these guys make their own luck, and they're, they're the Chargers for a reason, and maybe this will be the year it changes. That's all. You don't believe that. I don't. But <laughs> Well, they're in a tough you spot. You guys are right, They don't though. really they're, have any home games. It's a loaded roster. Gino, Gino looked pretty decent. What are they the going to do yeah. when they're Looks like Gino's going to win that backup job over Cardell Jones, which Yawn. his career would be basically be over. <laughs> Massive. Rivers never misses games. No, he, he doesn't. You can't honestly, Greg. You don't still... Yes, you don't still carry this torch for Geno Smith. You I'm, had to have released. <laughs> that I think he's better tendency. than people think. And if he had a chance in a per, in a great situation like the Chargers, he'd play pretty well. Aren't there at this point so many other quarterbacks to be interested in than Geno Smith? Why not be loyal? It should be. You know, well, it's loyal. He hasn't. He still hasn't. Re- he becomes, still hasn't really played since uh, that one four game stretch that I liked. He played last year. I thought he looked pretty good. By against the way, the it should well, also should have won that game. He did play better than Cardell Jones, but. The book on Geno Smith, and believe me on this, is that he's a turnover machine. I believe he threw a pick and a fumble hey. uh, in limited action this weekend. Generally and not that's what the, he does. It's generally not to the player's favor when he's been forced to, forced to sit for four years. because And Geno Smith, play. come on, give me a break. Geno Smith in the locker room is someone that you know teammates have not warmed up to. Coaches don't warm up that. to. I mean, that matters if you're a quarterback. They've Get on the right up. side of history, Greg. <laughs> They've wound up on Geno Smith yes, in lockers. They have. they have not warmed up. Mm. No missed kicks for the Chargers. Sturgis, one for one. Aguayo hit a couple extra points. Bang. Which yeah. should not in be a given. In practice. Or in that game, you say. I in a practice Sturgis game. missed a kick. No, one for one. Um, all right. <laughs> Shook him off. One like for one. Winter snow on a sunlit, moonlit evening. <laughs> the the <laughs> best part it. of that is not only was good job by Lindsay. Good job, Lindsay. Not only uh, did he make that comment, I would just assume the play-by-play guy who's been hearing this for years usually lets these goes go. But after that, he was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> well, and that and that was where you and I were covering the game that night, Dan. We had yes. to come back and do a Thursday night wrap up, and I only happened to hear that because I was listening to the radio broadcast right. on my phone, and I had to do a double take. What did this guy just say? And then, in the minute I got to where we we had a beer beforehand, <laughs> yes. I said, you, "We got to dial this thing up." All right, uh, that is uh, the recap. All the week one games in the books now. Oh yeah, wedding season is upon us, and when you're bringing a date, you want to look fresh. Wedding season is. Is it upon us? I feel like it's leaving us, but that, but, but maybe, listen, who knows? Let them tell us. It's we're, we're in the middle. Yeah, we're it's right. Still in happening. It. They're right. We're right through, in through it. Through early fall, right. I would sponsor say. is absolutely right. <laughs> uh, that's where the blacktux.com comes in. It lets you rent awesome suits and tuxedos in all styles online with the black tux. You can take your style to the next level in funky, cool options like the emerald shawl tuxedo and blow it out for your big one-time event. And with free. Home try-on, you can feel the quality, pay attention, Wes, uh, and see the fit months before your event. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event, perfect amount of time. Uh, if anything is less than perfect, the Black Tux will send you a replacement right away. Oh, my goodness. Shipping is even free both ways, Wes. Uh, to get $20 off your purchase, visit theblacktux.com slash around. That's theblacktux.com slash around for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux, premium rental suits and tuxedos delivered. Anything that can make the planning easier, I'm all for it. There you go. And it's been a long offseason without football, but FanDuel has spent it getting into the best shape of their lives. That means that FanDuel is ready for more. More ways to play, more ways to challenge your friends, and most importantly, more ways to win. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. They have all mm-hmm. kinds of contests just Greg perks up. Just for casual what fans. What if you are a fantasy expert? Well, aren't most of those self-proclaimed? How about I mean, settle down a little bit and proceed? In particular, beat the score contests are great because they pay out everyone who hits a certain score. So all you have to do is finish in the money to split an equal share of the cash. Right now, you can get a $10 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash around the NFL. That's FanDuel.com slash around the NFL. Age and state restrictions apply. All right. 
Let's get to it. Confidence rating entering week two of the preseason or this week. Depends how you want to look at it. Uh, Mark, uh, why don't I start? It ties into something that we already talked about. Um, in the if another segment we did, what was the segment where it was like Dan's like nine point nine on the Jets? What no? What no one else <laughs> is talking about, uh, but they should be that segment. I I, I said that I thought the Brown the uh, Broncos were closer to a a four win outfit than a playoff team, and uh, I'm not going to get too excited about Week One of the preseason. But again, <laughs> Paxton Lynch a complete washout as we just talked about. Uh, Chad Kelly, everybody get all excited about John Elway's skill taking seventh-round quarterbacks. I'm just not going to do it. And, and that leaves Case Keenum. Is he the right guy? Uh, is he going to have the same type of seasons? season? We'll see about that. But if I'm a fan and I'm, I'm a columnist of the Denver Post and I'm freaking out right now, uh, I would put the confidence level surrounding the Bron- Broncos quarterback room at a, ooh, 3.1 uh, entering week to the preseason just because this doesn't feel right. This doesn't pass the smell test. There you go. 3.1. Wow. Woof. I mean, this is the ultimate sample size ridiculousness. If Case Keenum, you know, completed a 20-yard pass instead of missing one, Did he? then no one would care. Did it he? was fourth rows. Don't, don't hit me with that they because I'm not facing snaps. this just on the preseason game. Okay. I was ahead of this before the game, and I'm sticking with it, Greg. 3.1. That's the rolling. Right. I mean, this quarterback room put – the last year's quarterback room put the defense in such a fix week after week. You have to think that if you get any version of Case Keenum even close to last year, and he's on a much different offense, and it's that's probably where the regression is going to come from the surrounding characters. But right. can you possibly produce as many boneheaded turnovers in – opposing terror in your own territory as you did last year for that defense. I well, think it's got to be better. Is Cortland Sutton going to improve the team? People seem to like him. Is Royce Freeman going to improve the team? Made a couple plays the other night. It, we're not going to know until the regular season. To me, it's all about the offensive line. Can they like, be protected? Like yeah. I, yep. You say the quarterback room. I would still take Trevor I would take Trevor Simeon on the Vikings over like Case Keenum on the Broncos. It's like you you think about the surroundings. Like if Simeon had to play for the Vikings, I think he'll do fine. So it's more about the surroundings than it is just Case Keenum. Three point one. Mark, you're up. All right, I was going to go Vikings, but I think Wes summed up the Vikings uh, really well in the last uh, chat we had. So nice, Wes. I am going to. Well, it's just redundant. We get it. The Vikings. The Vikings are soaring towards anything less than an NFC title game. Probably at home would be disappointing. By the way, I don't like that. If I'm a Vikings (laughs) fan, I I think so. Super nervous. That's fine. You know what? I'd be nervous too. But you have to. At some point, this is what you want. You want to be that team, and so now you are. You got to slay the dragons. There is a Eagles, Rams. You know, Packers. There's some good teams. Maybe the. 99 season after they did the 15 and one and blew the Gary Anderson game. Could you look at a Vikings team and say there, there have been this many, the expectations were this high. Well, I would say this, I'd say real quick with them. One thing you you're getting Dalvin cook back and you haven't lost anything and you may be, and you potentially, you have upgraded upgraded a quarterback. So I upgraded on the defensive line with Sheldon Richards. You have a first round cornerback that they really like uh, that might actually end up playing great coaching staff usually do. But my confidence uh, mm. level has risen on a team called the Bengals from Cincinnati. Ooh, this was mine too. Was it? No, oh, was, revenge. Oh, I took your Vikings, so this is well. Good. What <laughs> a revenge move by Sessler. <laughs> the kissing cousins falling apart. Wrestling I think spinning well, right how about now. This? I've got a backup. How about this? No, he's, he's a pro. He's I'll, got a backup. I'll pause on this, though. I'll, I'll let you. <laughs> no, 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 please. Stay strong, Sessler. We need to get out of here. It's the whole AFC North. I think the whole AFC North is on the upswing right now. I don't you said we were going to talk about the Browns. It's just a workaround to no, talk no, about the I'm Browns. I'm not talking about them at all. They're the <laughs> team I think is probably still going to be a four or five win team. It's the, the I don't know if Joe Flacco is going to be Kenny Stabler too here. Let's settle down with that. He's still Joe Flacco. He's not going to have a breakout season at age 33 or whatever. But every one of these teams outside of Cleveland, I could see all of them in the playoffs. Cincinnati is the team I did okay. not think that about two months ago. I just thought it's another Andy Dalton situation where even if you get the best version of Andy Dalton, they're going to find a way to go 9-7 and seven or 8-8 eight and eight and get bumped from this. But I really think, and it's, it's based a little bit on what we saw in the preseason game, that Joe Mixon is ready to be their lead dude. You've got a lot happening at wide receiver. I think you have more speed on that team. Wes, add your comment. Well, I would say that... <laughs> I would say... Mark I, I is answered, flying right now. No, I just... I don't want to... I'd feel... 
horrible. I entered the offseason at the same like 3.1 that Dan feels about the Broncos offense. That's how I felt about the Bengals offense in January. And every month it's just gone higher to the point where I give the Bengals offense about a 7.4 right now on my mm. confidence scale. I'll go about seven, seven, six. <laughs> what was that? Dan is just writing Dan a note just to Greg. Dan sent a note to me. Should we bail on this set? What? Dan thinks it's going so poorly. Oh, give me a break. It's, it's not fine. going well. No, I include myself fine. in this. It's fine. Well, let's, when, let's, let's, keep, just, let's definitely keep it. Let's keep it going. It's fun. We're just right. talking about football. Okay. I'll, I'll go next. Wait, I think Wes is up. Okay, go ahead. Wait, do you want to go, though? Go ahead, Greg. Hey, what the hell? I mean, what's the order? What does it matter? Well, typically, yes, the order I go Mark, Wes. <laughs> well, that's a, then, yeah. It's a liberating feeling being in the middle of a disaster because you can't really mess it up more. <laughs> the, 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 the Tennessee Titans, I was at about an eight in terms of the confidence yeah. scale mm. coming into the preseason. And right now, I'm at a 5.7 oh. in the confidence scale. Ooh. Very under the radar. Yikes. They've just Woof. had kind of a weird camp that – just a lot of things are just kind of adding up. Corey Davis has been in and out of practice, missed the preseason open. He's out there now, so that's not a huge issue. But Richard Matthews has not practiced at all. No one has said why he's hurt. He's a key part of that team. He hasn't been out there. Jack Conklin's coming off of a very serious injury. He has not practiced one bit. Who knows if he's going to be ready. Those are two key starters on offense. Rashawn Evans, everyone was really excited he's going to help change their defense. He hasn't practiced since the second or third day of camp. Brian Arakbo has not practiced since the second or third day of camp. Jonathan Cyprian, their safety, is out for the season. And so these are four or five kind of key guys, and it's a new staff, and you just add them up. My confidence level going down. Let me, mm. let me ask like you this. What is your confidence level that Corey Davis will play all 16 games? Three, Greg, answer the 3. question. 3.9. That's high. That might be too high. 3.9. He hasn't been a healthy a healthy pro if, or, or in college for that matter. Can Marcus Mariota stay healthy? That's a good question. Dan, your confidence level in this segment, has it risen with Greg's <laughs> promising entry right there? Uh, let's see. When I started it, I would say it was like at a 2.3 and then it went down to about a 1.9 and then it went to Greg and it's up to like a 2.6. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wait, now this is an upcoming I'm, column from you, so that I'm does boosted. not bode well. Doesn't bode well for the column either. I'll throw one out there. Yeah. This is from Greg's excellent winner's losers column of week one of the preseason, a tweet from Armando Salguero of the Miami Herald. This can only help. That Xavier Howard, the, the Dolphins cornerback, has stolen Devontae Parker's soul. My confidence in Xavier Howard because I watched him shut people down late last season, emerging as a number one cornerback, is at about an 8.8 .8 right now. Mm. My confidence in Devontae Parker is at about a 1.8. Mm. I like that. Mm. That's good. Like, that's good for the Dolphins and also absolutely terrible for the Dolphins. Like, they need Parker to become the breakout guy this year. Well, it's year. one of those things, too, that's been day after day, like every single training camp recap. It's like, Devontae Parker, another tough day where Xavier Howard just destroyed him. I have a feeling Xavier Howard would be doing that to any of the Dolphins receivers. Mm. Put Albert Wilson on the field a little more. Wasn't with the starters <laughs> at all. Paid him $8 million to be I a like Albert Wilson. Receiver. Put him on the field. Um, final confidence uh, grade for this seg. Wow. Uh, coincidentally, same as my confidence in the Broncos quarterback room, 3.1. <laughs> this segment will not be brought back. <laughs> I mean, it was it was short, though. You know, if, if it's not going to be... Interminable. If it's not going to be win, it was short. It Especially short. for the listeners fast-forwarding through it. <laughs> um, all right. We will be back Wednesday uh, with another episode. Thanks, of course. To Ice Cube, my goodness, he was great. Star uh, in the building, the most famous person ever on this podcast. Oh yeah. So, well, I don't know. Maybe the second most famous rapper on the show ever. I think so. Yeah, Lil Debbie might still have the crown, but Ice Cube. Thank <laughs> you to him uh, for joining us. We'll be back on Wednesday with yes. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I didn't mention it sooner. Wednesday, the return of the Around the NFL podcast. Fantasy extravaganza. That will be on Wednesday where we uh, share all the nuggets and a return. I know everybody wants this. Get back on that fantasy corner. Uh, Mark Sessler with the corner. Uh, just spitting info. Rough neighborhood out there. Rough. It's getting worse. It's not getting nicer. It's getting uglier, the neighborhood. And then the scientists in the lab, uh, including the brick-by-brick -brick founders of Roto World, Wes and, and Greg, whoa, whoa, whoa. will... Whoa, you can't put me... I didn't... 
build that place brick by brick. That was Greg Just on his own. The, the legend is taking on its own <laughs> life, you know, at this point. Gotcha. Uh, so we'll have all our fantasy because we know the you should be drafting in the next uh, week or two. So we will have you hooked up there. Or don't. Or you don't. Maybe try a season without fantasy football. Maybe some a new hobby. Save that for the fantasy corner. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Stan Hans is signing off for a Quiet Storm. Uh, the mailman, the old boss. And uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Bitcoin Princess. Famous rapper. And the Bitcoin Princess behind the glass. Till Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.